We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Tom Thayer, Chicago Bears radio analyst. There was one time we were playing Tampa short yards goal line. I was in the end zone waiting for Harbaugh to throw me the ball. Instead of throwing the ball, he ran it in. And I go, Jim, you could have padded your stats by throwing me a one-yard pass. He I goes, I know, but I thought you'd drop it. <laughs> did you think you had good hands? I, I know okay. I did. 41-12. Look at these things. 1985 Super Bowl champion. Walter Payton, Mike Ditka, Hungry Chicago, finally champions on this January day in New Fair with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score. Bears. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tom Thayer is a great man and a, a local legend, for God's sake, and we're just delighted to have him on the program, and he joins us now on the Signature Bank Score Hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. Tom, good morning. How are you? Oh, happy new year, man. Uh, it's good to hear you. Welcome back to work. And, uh, you know, I'm yep. doing good in life, crappy in football life. <laughs> Amen. Well put, Tom. Tom, it was a nightmare. I mean, that was just an awful, awful game. It was just depressing to watch. And, you know, uh, we have a post-game show here on The Score. It was the first time where people really were angry, where you got calls that weren't, oh, thank God they got a high draft pick. It was a lot more of – I think it's because Justin Fields. It was a lot more of the uh, what? why aren't they helping? Why would they leave him in the game? What are they doing? He got hit seven times, sacked seven times. How many were on him? Uh, how bad was that offense? It was, it was just a really different tone because even in these losses, the Bears have been close and there's been a reason to be excited because of Justin Fields. Yeah, well, I'm with the fans. You know, I was angry, too. I, you know, usually get right to work as soon as the game is over and uh, get ready to talk to you guys and everything else that goes on during the week. And I kind of avoided it a little bit because the game was still fresh in my head and I knew what I saw. And I was still, like any Bears fan, wherever they're from, you know, you're a little bit angry and super disappointed and then discouraged in, in some respect of, where what happened yesterday 
the inefficiencies, the mistakes, and it, you know, it, it really, it really drove India when you think about the, uh, you know, over 500 yards offense, the 40 points, 40 plus points, and everything else that went along with the day. Tom, help us understand. I know it's been a while since you were a player, but you still can identify and relate to that when you're in the midst of a losing streak, as long as the Bears' losing streak has stretched now. How difficult is it to get your focus where it should be? How di- how difficult is it to get up for a game like yesterday? I I don't. I'm just. I'm not looking for excuses as much as explanations for how you can watch a team uh, exhibit as as poor of an effort as the Bears exhibited and have such shoddy tackling. And it's just a matter if they're playing for pride, they took the day off. And I don't know how that happens when you're a professional athlete. You know, it's it's so it is a lot different than when I played because when you are have some of these guys that have uh, played for uh, an extended period of time and they have multiple contracts and you get multiple signing bonuses and that's guaranteed money and then that's a super challenge to your desire to be great and play great and do everything that you're responsible for and I think that's the situation with this team you have to look where every single guy is where they're at in years of terms of service, where they're at within their contract, and where they're at and what you think their future is in the NFL. Because, you know, when we had a losing season and Ditka would tell us, don't think that of you guys that are at the end of your contract, there's going to be people coming here looking for you because of the type of team that you're playing on right now. So I think there, there's, you know, it's such a, there is no singular dynamic in the locker room anymore. It's so multi-layered because of all those ish, all those things that I just said. And it's just like, you know, in college football, um, with the guys that opt out in the for the bowl games, you have these other guys that it, it creates an opportunity for immediately, and it may provide those guys to have a bigger impact in their future. Um, and so you have guys in the Bears that they need to play well. They do play well. They work hard and they're prepared, and then you are part of a, an outcome like this. But as long as you still give the coaches and the, the league a reflection that it matters to you and you are preparing you know, with everything that's expected of you, um, you know, that's one way that you're going to look at some of the guys. But then, you know, like I said, the, the contract scenarios of a lot of guys in the NFL these days, whether you're on a one-year contract, or you're on a contract that you're going to have to be paid too much. It's it's just there's so many different scenarios inside the locker room and this phase of the season right now. Tom, you know, it was interesting to to see uh, James Houston bull rush Braxton Jones. And, uh, you know, this is, none of this is new. You know, we knew he struggled with that, and he's talked about it in the preseason and certainly Matt Eberflus about three weeks ago gave a breakdown of it, and this is the scouting report type of thing. And, you know, I get it. The 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 uh, the two guards were out. You know, they didn't chip and help as much as they should. And, but he was just – there was a sack where he was thrown on top of Justin Fields. I mean, it was, it was rough. He had about as bad a day as you can have. Uh, giving up well, three sacks there, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I, no, I mean, it's, you know, the, he, he was the one that he got bull rushed so badly on that. He ended up falling on Michael Schofield and Michael right. Schofield got hurt. They had to leave the game. I, you know, I don't think you can, you can't sit here and talk about it three weeks ago or talk about it last week and then not do it. I mean, if, if you have to understand what are you going to have to do to correct 
the um, that that uh, the lack of ability to stop a, a really um, low level bull rush like that because I think Houston's about six one, maybe six one and a half, mm-hmm. and you know what level he's going to be coming off the ground at. So Braxton, you got to be able to attack force before force gets started, and having having him come at you at such a low level and getting underneath your pad level and then taking all of your length away from you because if you say you're surviving on your length and you're learning how to play with it, there still has to be bendability within that length or else you're going to be susceptible to a bull rush like that repeatedly until you prove to the next opponent that, yeah, I can stop that, then that's what they're going to do. And that's what, I mean, that's what they're going to try um, on the obvious down and distances that they can use that move. Tom, I know what I think, but I think it's a conversation worth having this week as we look at Justin Fields and whether or not he should or shouldn't play against the Vikings in the finale. What are the pros and cons in your mind, and where would you be leaning? Um, again, I would ask him, you know, how do you feel? Do you feel that you're 100%? Do you have any issues that could linger into the offseason and that will affect the way you play? Or will it affect the way that I can call the game according to how I know Justin Fields? To me, for, for him not to have a moving pocket until the fourth quarter when he had that one slight rollout to the left, I thought that was inexcusable because now you're just making him a sitting duck. And it changes the rush of the outside defensive ends. It changes the interior pressure. And then you make him more susceptible to getting those types of awkward hits. Um, for you not to have a selection of getting him to the exterior of the offense and being able to throw from a uninterrupted throw, a clear throwing lane, I, I, I think that you're doing him a disservice. And even when you go back and you look at the slow motion replay of the snap that Cole Komet took the quarterback snap and then pitched it to him outside, Detroit already assumed that it was going to be a quarterback sneak. So the inside linebacker rushed into the A-gap. All the defensive tackle pinched towards uh, Sam Mustafer, the center. And so they were already assuming what the play was. And then, boom, you flip it out to Justin. You, you know, you can you can control that stuff by, you know, let them assume where Justin's going to be. Then as soon as he gets outside the pocket and he's in an open area, he's, he's in a safer position. So... To me, I, I would start the conversation with Justin and let him tell me how he feels, and I would go from there. This segment with Tom Thayer is brought to you by Horizon Therapeutics, a global biotech company going to incredible lengths. And, Tom, I, I wonder, um, when you talk about that, how much do you have to think about who's available on the offensive line, who you want to see play <sighs> on the offensive line? You know, they're down guards, obviously, and we saw guys uh, – uh, leave the game and Tevin Jenkins with that neck. I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how this affects him now. I don't know how it makes me feel about him moving forward, quite frankly. And I don't mean that negatively. I just worry about the guy, you know, he had a back injury. He's got a neck injury now. Um, you know, I, I gotta be honest with you. I'm questioning Braxton Jones for next year. Maybe you need competition. I think you gotta, I think you gotta build from within uh, uh, talk about the line of scrimmage both sides of the ball, and and I think everybody is crazy about let's get a receiver, but I think you got to build 
both of those line of scrimmages up if you're going to try to win next year. They, they're they not good enough on in those areas. But I, I just wonder, at the end of that game, I, I really felt like Fields was – he wasn't getting rid of the ball. He was getting hit too much. And I didn't understand why he was playing when you were down whatever it was, 30 points, 31. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line, you're going to have obvious changes, no doubt about it. You're going to have to bring in some stiff competition and not rule out a lot of rookies playing. Um, if they come in here and they can provide uh, a more physical approach to the offensive line play than they have going right now, you know, a guy like Braxton Jones, I'm definitely not going give to give up on him, but I'm going to have, um, you know, an evaluation and I'm going to look at or I'm, I'm going to be, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to be at the facility or you're not at the facility, but I want to see what he's investing in the weight room because I'm not asking him to become a 330-pound immobile lineman, but I'm asking him to get stronger and do exercises that affect your strength, not just a bunch of, you know, exercises that you see displayed with shaking ropes and stuff like that. I mean, he's got to stand underneath some significant weight, uh, be on a bench press with weight, use the dumbbells that, you know, he needs to gain strength because he has a framework um, that he can really add power to it. And I, you know, definitely am not going to give up on him. But, you know, what is Jatari Carter going to do? Is he going to come in here and contribute and, are you done with Larry Borum? And the thing with Tevin Jenkins, he's done for the year yeah. because I cannot have an active player that takes an active roster spot that only plays a handful of plays and then is gone for the rest of the day. That's unfair to the team and the other guys that are, are trying to, you know, get an opportunity to be active. And um, so they got so many decisions to be made on the offense and defensive line, but it still has to be your, feature uh, position going into the offseason on both sides of the ball for sure. Tom, there were a few bright spots yesterday. Justin Jones did have a sack and a tackle for a loss, and he is somebody who, besides playing the three technique, has also been tried at defensive end. Heard you talk in pregame about his ability to do that and the versatility that they value. I wonder if this is also part of it. Moving forward, we know the Bears – likely will draft second overall, potentially first, no lower than fourth. Are they looking at possibilities of guys who may fit into that defensive line, whatever it may look like, but it has to be different, depending on who they draft at second, perhaps, because there could be a big decision between an edge rusher and a defensive tackle, a three technique, and might they look at Justin Jones's versatility as factoring into that th thought process? Oh, you know, they have to, you know, because there's, off our defensive linemen along the way, whether you're as talented as Reggie White or you're as versatile as a guy like Tim Harris that used to play for the Green Bay Packers, they have the ability and skill to work up and down the line of scrimmage. And, you know, when one thing about offensive linemen, they like familiarity with the opponent they're playing against because you get to learn a little bit about his technique and his tendencies and his balance and stuff like that. But when you have versatility at the defensive line, you know, you, you can really question, you know, have some offensive linemen questioning themselves, especially if they're young, inexperienced linemen. So I think it's, it is good for uh, Justin to be able to move up there. But, uh, you know, the, the draft to me is, I mean, if there, if there is a guy, a guy there, there's a bona fide Jerome Brown or a guy that has these characteristics that they're going to be a, a pro bowler from the, the first year they get here. 
then uh, you know you probably got to identify him and then and then go out and get him. But if you can trade that pick for multiple picks within the first forty-five or so, you know I would rather have a number of guys than just one guy. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm curious of what their thinking process is going to be when the draft gets here. But like you said, Molly, you need multiple guys in the offense and defensive line, and you won't do it with one pick, but you could do it with a, a, a couple picks from, you know, the fifth round up in terms of what we've seen them do at Braxton. You know what's interesting? Like, Okay, so Alex Leatherwood wasn't active for the game. I'm not – but but if he's not active for the penultimate game of the year, and, and does that mean he's – does he have to be active now, I suppose, with the numbers game – but does that mean he's not part of it next year? Does that – I mean, it, it, it just makes me wonder what the plan is with a lot of different guys. Clearly, they, they're going to need an influx. Well, you know, I, I think you've got to put Larry Borman and Alex Leatherwood in the same, you know, right. in, in the same thought process, same sentence. Because, you know, Larry, he's, you know, a couple of concussions. He had a knee, had an ankle. He didn't play yesterday. They put in Dieter Iceland instead of putting in Larry Borum when Schofield and Tevin Jenkins got hurt. And here's a guy that has very limited to no football experience in his lifetime. But he's been around here for a couple of years, and he's practiced hard. and put enough on tape in, in terms of practice to let the coaches know that he is a, a candidate to go in the game instead of these other two guys. And then, you know, with Alex Leatherwood, I, I really, I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I, I don't know what his real dedication is to the sport. Um, he hasn't been identified as any one position where you just sit him there, leave him there and play him until he either earns the job or earns his way out of here. Um, and so, I, I would imagine on the exit um, interview that you have with the coaching staff, the GM, your position coach and everything, if he's going to be here next year, they're either going to tell him where they want him to play, what body weight they want him here, and, to, and have a sight set on learning that position specifically. Because you're never going to do a guy any um, justice by – putting him in at every different position every couple of weeks and never let him have any experience at one position. You're never going to find anything out if that's the case. So if they believe Alex Leatherwood has what it takes to come in here and compete to be a starter, um, and that's the only reason I want him here, I'm not looking for him to come in here and be a backup. I'm looking for you to come in here and earn a starting job. And, you know, there's a, a couple things on that exit after the season's over that it, I would have, you know, requirements of him. Tom, quickly before we let you go, what was your reaction to the report that Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, interviewed for the job of Bears team president? I, you know, I uh, honestly, I don't know much about him. But, you know, you, I, you, oh, the only evidence that I know is look at the Big Ten and look at the direction they're going and look at what's happening to that market of, a, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was the Big Ten. Now it's a big a lot. So, I mean, he's really done a nice job in terms of growing the Big Ten into the one of the most powerful uh, uh, converse, or one of the, yeah. Uh, yeah, conference, I don't know, division, conference, whatever you're going right. to call it. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's developed it into that. And um, unfortunately, with Ohio State and Michigan both getting beat, it takes away a little of the luster from the Big Ten. But nevertheless, 
it's still a growing conference, and, you know, he's done a great job developing that. Tom, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You guys, too. All right. That is Tom Thayer. The Bears radio analyst, interesting stuff. We should talk a little bit about, should we do, do a little talk of Kevin Warren? Yeah, absolutely, because yeah. I think that's a big development last week. I and agree. It's not uh, certainly far from finished. It's, it's a story that's just unfolding, and we have yet to hear from him, so let's talk about that some more. 312-644-6767, we'll do that. We're going to get to your calls, too. We've only got two guests all day. We had Tom, we got Brad Biggs later, and that's it. It's up to uh, it's up to you. So we're going to have some fun, and feel free to call in 312-644-6767, Mullion Hahn, score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Is the Big Ten gonna? Is he gonna grow even more and make even well, more money, or or is there more of an opportunity to build something with the Bears right now? Both are legacy jobs. Only he knows which one is most comfortable. We would like to believe or think that maybe it is the NFL. But you're right in pointing this out. With the Big Ten, some some people believe that he's accomplished all that he can, and he can get nowhere but down. With the Bears, you can go no, nowhere but up. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Bears have a big opening to fill, and that is the job of team president. Ted Phillips has announced his retirement, and we know that he's uh, that he's uh, heading out of town. Uh, he, he isn't in consultation with them about his replacement, which is interesting. Um, I don't know that it matters much. Kevin Warren's name has come up, and that is a good name, and that is a very interesting idea. If I'm Kevin Warren, again, I'm interviewing the Bears a lot more than they're interviewing me. I want to know. I've been in the NFL, 
and I've worked in a couple stops, and I want to know how the ownership situation is, how it works, what my job would entail. It's not, it's not necessarily about money to me because I think the money has to be there to hire a guy like that. It's more about power and structure and how much of, of the day-to-day operation I oversee. If, if I'm him, I want to run the team, and I want, I want to be told, hey, I'm meeting with you and nobody else, and you're not meeting with anyone else. You're meeting with me, and, and I'm fitting into this thing in a layer between you and, uh, and the general manager. I'm in charge of the football stuff and the, and the business stuff. Without a doubt, you can tailor the job however you see fit. And if you're Kevin Warren, you have the experience to know exactly what you want out of that job. And if you're Kevin Warren, you have the luxury of being able to weigh one against the other. Both are tremendous jobs. Both are great jobs. I want to get into why he may be looking to leave the Big Ten in a moment, but what's what raised an eyebrow as much as anything last week, Molly, when this report came out, was that, as you know from being around this team longer than I have, but I've been around it a long time as well, both of us have seen this. Historically, the Bears don't hire guys like Kevin Warren for big yes. jobs. Historically, they hire guys who have never done the jobs before. Right. Why? Well, I think systemically, the McCaskies like to give people opportunities to which they will be beholden to them, and they're not going to make waves, and they're not going to challenge authority, and they're going to be so happy to be there that they will just exist. They won't make an impact. They won't ruffle feathers. They won't raise the bar, frankly. That's how you become complacent as an organization, and that's how you – uh, allow the standards to be to be something that aren't as high as they need to be. So Kevin Warren comes in. He's experienced. He's got NFL background. He helped build a stadium in Minneapolis. He was part of a Rams organization that has championship caliber. He knows what it takes to be an NFL executive who experiences success. He also has ambition. A lot of people will tell you that he, at one point in time, wanted to be the NFL commissioner. Yeah. I don't know if he still does, but, boy, I like the ambition there. What you want is somebody who comes in and arrives with high expectations, with who, who's big and bold and, and feels like they do have the wherewithal and the ability and the autonomy to do whatever they want, to structure a job, to make an impact. So, yeah, if Kevin Warren were the next president of the Chicago Bears – he should be in charge of everything, everything. That includes the football operations. That includes the general manager reporting to the team president. And that includes letting him be a leader because that is what defines him more than anything is his leadership qualities at this stage of his career. I, I am just very curious about how he views this job. And, I mean, I think, you know, as I mentioned, I think this is a better lifestyle. I think this would be, a, a, you know, allow him – to um, maybe become, you know, it, it would be a stepping stone back into the league. Maybe that puts him in, in a better line to uh, to go after the job if Roger Goodell ever retires, whatever it might be. <laughs> and, and you know, you just think about it. You're in the NFL, but you've run a, a major conference. You've done a great job doing that. You know, the thing about Kevin Warren that's interesting to me is that he was the guy, when he came in, uh, obviously COVID hit, and he was really unpopular because they made the decision not to play. And even Justin Fields was one of the guys at Ohio State that wanted to play. He was the guy. They were, well, I'm just saying, yep. the, the, this connection <laughs> is interesting to me. The irony is rich. It is. And, and, and Warren somehow 
negotiated through that without but but he was hugely unpopular because of that position and then they got through that and he became um you know the guy that then kind of expanded the big ten so he if he leaves this job he's leaving on an unbelievable uh, high note right it, it you know there's the feeling that he came into the big ten and that he's he's going to leave it better than he found it without a doubt at this point his legacy's intact and and frankly David I think you are almost guaranteed of do if you are a competent business uh person and understand what how to run a franchise and what this entails you are going to leave the bears in a significantly better place than than you found them and you know I I I said this yesterday and I I thought about it because I don't want to be insulting about it but I always felt that Ted Phillips his number one job was protecting the McCaskies. That is the way that he viewed it. That is the way it was. He was working for the family, and he wanted to protect the ownership, and he was always willing to you know, step in front of a bullet or to come out and, and uh, bring someone into the office and let them know you don't say that about ownership and you don't complain about this. And you know, I think it's a fascinating idea that, that this job would change completely from the one that Ted had filled. And, and, it, and I think you got, you got to – there's a lot to go because over Because it, it. it has to change because yes. right now the challenges are different. The job description is very different. You're, you're taking over a franchise that is likely moving its home stadium. That's a stadium project that is priority one. Yes. You're going to be dealing with issues that, that – let's face it, the, the reality is that Virginia McCaskey this week turns 100 years old. Yes. And that's remarkable. But it also, with that, will come complexity for the next team president That in terms of succession, in terms of things that exactly. nobody wants to address, but everybody realizes what is coming next. So I think Kevin Warren, because of what you referenced, he has dealt with adversity and controversy head on, and he has survived it, and he has thrived. So he will leave the Big Ten be- better if he does leave than he found it because he was able to successfully negotiate the rights deal for $7 billion, because he opened up the Western Corridor to USC and UCLA, because he has done things in, and throughout that pandemic in, in reinstating football that were important and required all the leadership skills that he has. But, Molly, what happened in that 2020 season was that he did become immediately unpopular. Mm-hmm. The face of change that nobody really wanted to – recognizes somebody that or embrace necessarily and the residue of that remains in some circles so you're not it's not hard to find believe me talk to some people last week it's not hard to find an administrator in the big 10 coaches in the big 10 university presidents in the big 10 that still have uneasy feelings about kevin warren related to that related to his style doesn't mean he's not a great leader or executive. It mm-hmm. just means he might not be the most popular one, which is not necessarily a prerequisite for the job at Hallis Hall. Okay, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm not, I'm no kind of businessman. Okay, uh, I don't know if you know a lot about business. If you are good at that sort of thing, I think you could go take over the president job with the Bears and build more revenue than they have right now. I think the Bears job, it, the Bears themselves are like China. You know, there's this sleeping giant that could take over any economic. I'm telling you, it's scary how how low on the totem pole they are and how high on it they could be. The amount of money 
that you could that, the Bears. So Ted Phillips was one of three vice presidents that were working under uh, Michael McCaskey. There was Kenny Valdeseri and Tim Lefevre and Ted Phillips. And Ted was the team controller. And he was operating with money and blah, blah, blah. Um, Michael ends up botching the hiring of, and God rest his soul, he ends up botching the hiring of Dave McGinnis. And Dave is very close to the McCaskies, and, and he uh, and his wife would vacation with uh, with Ed in Virginia. And at the time, that was a big problem when he would not take that job and he left because Michael wanted him to lie to his assistants about the amount of years he was getting, whatever it might be. Uh, so he does not take that job. And Michael ends up being promoted to CEO and, and, uh, and Ed McCaskey becomes CEO emeritus. And that's when Ted is plucked from this threesome to take over as president. So the way he was hired, the job he had to do, he was hired because he was there. And he was hired because they trusted that he would be able to handle the financial aspect of it, and he would be more the public face of it. And Michael couldn't get the stadium deal done. And when Ted got in there, within a year, the the redoing soldier that field. was a primary purpose, really. And and the fact that he could get that deal done meant the McCaskies were bringing in more money than they ever thought they'd have. But the minute the building opened, it was antiquated. Okay, yeah. there, it was not big enough. It wasn't ambitious enough. You need to hire someone with ambition that's going to go out and is going to build this new stadium and not settle for a billion-dollar stadium. Build the kind of place that is going to be hauling in money for whoever owns the team for however amount of time you use You want you somebody with ambition, yes. with vision, yes. somebody who is bold yes. enough in their own mind thinking that when they're 59 years old, they still want to be NFL commissioner. Somebody with that kind of ambition. And you're right about being a sleeping giant. It sounds absurd that a franchise worth a reported $5.8 billion, according to Forbes, is underachieving, but the Bears are just that. You could double that, Mr. David, with the right guy running that team. I mean, they have not tapped into any of this stuff, and it starts with, the you know, hey, listen, just having the land, doing that deal, that makes the franchise more valuable. We've gone over this. If you actually built that thing, oh, my goodness. You're not exaggerating. The Cowboys are number one in the league with an estimated value of $8 billion. The Bears, with the right stadium and the revenue and inflation over the next five years, could be bigger and more valuable than that. 312-644-6767. There's a lot to talk about with this, but a lot of people want to get to the game. A lot of people want to talk about some of the stuff that happened. We'll get to your calls. We're going to do that next. It's Mully and Hall on the score. It's a final here in Detroit, the Detroit Lions, 41, and the Bears, 10. 34 unanswered points to the victory for Detroit. That moves them to 500 at 8-8, eight and eight, and they will take on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau next week. And the Bears fall for the ninth consecutive time, a franchise-tying record, and now at 3-13, and 13, they will entertain the Minnesota Vikings, likely on Sunday at Soldier Field. Mully and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 6-7 of the score. And uh, it is confirmed they will indeed be playing on Sunday. Thank God. That allows me to, <laughs> I don't know, Mully. That allows me to come home Saturday night and still I, make it. I think that's good. But the sooner this season ends, the better. So yeah. I'm all for uh, Thursday night if they want to go do that. Because the, the, let's uh, move on. The Saturday schedule will be Chiefs at Raiders at 3-30. Titans at Jags at 7:15. Um, that'll be interesting. How about them Jags? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're winning. They're in. playing better. 
that that I got to tell you. So just so we know, maybe we should just shoot through this real quick. Uh, we we know we just saw the Detroit Lions, and we know the Lions are alive uh, for the number seven wild card spot. Uh, the Packers will clinch it if they beat the Lions. The Packers are playing at Lambeau, so they're at home. The Lions clinch it if they beat the Packers and the Seahawks lose to the Rams. That's unlikely. The Rams are god-awful. Uh, the Seahawks are – And it's in Seattle. Uh, and, and they can clinch with a, a win against the Rams and the Packers losing. So the Packers in the driver's seat there. You heard Aaron Rodgers smug as could be about how he knew – uh, this was going to happen, and all. If you know, Aaron, why didn't you show up in the off season and work with the young guys? And this would never have been a problem. He is so close to having the last laugh. It's hard to watch, but yeah. you do, on some level, respect the way that team has recovered from the hole they dug for themselves, and they are one victory away now from entering the playoffs. Coming in hot. Nobody wants to play the Packers in the playoffs, would you? No, but I, th- I find it amusing that, that Aaron Rodgers, uh, he's not going to win on the road in the playoffs. He can't win at home in the playoffs anymore, so whatever. Um, but I think it's amusing to me that Rodgers has got a chance to make the playoffs, that t- Tom Brady made the playoffs yesterday, that, that somehow New England can make the playoffs, a team that lost to the Bears – can make the playoffs with a win. And how about the Steelers? The Steelers. You, you know, you want to talk about rounding up the usual suspects. They have a shot at the playoffs themselves. They, they, they have to beat the Browns and have the Dolphins lose to the Jets and the Patriots lose to the Bills. Those are the most outrageous things that could happen. You just all, mentioned Rodgers. All Rogers? the Patriots have to do is beat the Bills. Rodgers, Brady, Belichick, Tomlin. Happy New Year, same as the old year. It's it's so nice. Unbelievable. From some standpoint, though, it's very comforting to see the Steelers play like that when they need to. They've been six and two after starting two and six. Mike Tomlin found a way to get that team to recover. Kenny Pickett is doing things as a rookie quarterback, leading fourth quarter comebacks to now. Last night was remarkable. You look at Brady. I wouldn't want to play the Bucs either. I, I the Bucs and the Packers. If they are both in the playoffs, just because of who their quarterbacks are, would scare me. Makes no sense at all, but they would scare me. The the Jags, you mentioned them. They win the division. Oh my! With a victory or tie or tie against uh, Tennessee, and they could still get in. They could lose, and if the Titans and uh, they could lose to the Titans, and if uh, the Dolphins, Patriots, the Steelers also lose then they would get in as the seventh seed with a 8-9 and nine record. And a first-year head coach and a second-year quarterback. And 8-9 record. And an 8-9 and nine record. That's okay, I suppose, because that division is so god-awful that you understand how that could happen with a 17-game schedule and so much parity and no – you know, it's the AFC, so you could see them sneaking in. I, I think they're probably going to be one of those teams just happy to be there. All right, 312-644-6767. We threaten to get to your calls. We finally will. Mark is on the road. Hey, Mark, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Okay. Yep. Hello. Hey, yep. Mark. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, yeah. It's Mark from South Bend. Hey, happy happy New Year, uh, Mike and David and uh, Dustin. Happy 2023. Uh, one good thing on the Bears, I would like uh, Kevin Warren coming aboard. Because uh, in the future, if we need to replace GMs and coaches and, and staff, we can do it without a major regime change. I welcome that to the organization. 
should have been done a long time ago. Now, the other thing is, I believe David or you or Dustin said the glass is half filled right now with Justin Fields, especially whatever happened yesterday. But again, uh, Luke Getze needs to, I think, go after this this last game. He needs to be out. They need to get a coordinator who can teach this guy to, to attack inside the red zone, throw lob high fades for touchdown passes. They never try it. Uh, it took them to the fourth quarter to get Justin Fields in a movable pocket. There's no excuse for that. 30 yards of total offense. Uh, uh, Getze has to go. That's all. Wow. Thanks, wow. Mark. Thanks, Appreciate Mark. the phone call. Thought you'd be in a better mood after Notre Dame won over the weekend over in South Bend, but hey, Luke Getze's not going anywhere. That he, was Dustin, by the way, that uh, had the glass half full. Yeah, I think he said he that. He said it was three quarters full. Now it's half full. Uh, the uh, glass is leaking. Usually it's cracked with Dustin, with Dustin so I yes. think that's okay. It's a little progress. Yeah. Luke Getze has frustrated many people on occasion. Overall, I think has had a, a, had a great year. A pretty good year. The Bears have scored on their opening possession 12 times. And when he is when he is left to his device, he can find a way to drive and score. The problem is they have no talent. There is a there is not a sustainable talent base right now. And as you improve that, I'm sure the coaching will look better. I can't I can't evaluate coaching. I, I here's what I know. It's hard. I know this. I know that when you put a staff together, you you settle for who is available, and there could be more people available, and you could make changes. And that is up to Matt Eberflus. He can do whatever he wants as the head coach. He's allowed to upgrade his staff if that's what he decides to do. I won't complain about it. But I do think that without enough talent to, you know, again, we had a lot of people, I believe Dustin, one of the guys calling for the head of the special teams coordinator. How would you know? How do you evaluate this? The fringe players on the special teams and kicking game, that makes it difficult to evaluate the special teams coordinator. As for Luke Getze yesterday, I thought he should have moved the pocket more in the second half like Tom Thayer. I was right. I was a little surprised he didn't, but I did love one play, and that was the Colt Komet take the snap, pitch to Justin Fields, the toss yard. sweep. Oh, my uh, gosh, I love that play. Yeah, I you know, I mean, it was fine. I, I honestly thought it's fake season. I was expecting more. I thought, I thought I, we'd see a fake. I thought we'd see more yeah. fakes and more, yeah. I don't know. It was all right. I'm not complaining about. It. The problem is that game was so damn bad. I know that it was hard for me to single it, out a play where, and and it was early in the game, and it was before. It was they, early. They led ten to seven. Oh, I know. And they lost. What was it? Forty-one to ten. Oh, so that ten points they were done. That's thirty-four straight. And if you're keeping score, that's outscored the last two games, seventy-six to twenty-three. <laughs> not good. I'm not keeping score. I'm certainly not keeping score in the finale. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Back with your calls. It's all you. It's Molly and Han the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 